0: Operational shooting is about going home alive, and competitive shooting is winning the match.
1: Welcome to Whiskey, Lead, and Steel, Feelings Get Hurt While You Wait, the official podcast of Aggressive Defensive Solutions. I'm Jeremy, and joining me today is Mac, and our topic of today is what is the difference between operational, understanding that you and I have slightly different operational experiences, and competitive shooting. Um, so, that being said, I'll let you kick this one off. Uh, what are your thoughts on what is the difference between operational and competitive shooting as we know it now?
0: Uh, I think in the... Basically, it boils down to operational, no matter how you want to define your experience. Operational shooting is about going home alive, and competitive shooting is winning the match or winning the stage. And there's crossover, but they are not at all the same thing.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more there.
0: I mean, right off the bat, <clears throat> I've never been in a competition where something downrange was shooting back at me.
1: Unless it was paintball. <laughs> well,
0: but, and I, I, you know, paintball. Yes, yeah, so as far as live action competitive
1: shooting, yes. yes. Yeah. No. Personally, I think it might be fun. <laughs> that's, 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 that's a topic personally. for another day, but sure, I'll, I'll, I can see the reason. <clears throat> uh, when you're in an
0: operational environment, whatever your experience is, you have some generic rules of engagement that are imposed upon you from on high. Yep. And you do everything you can to follow them. But in the end, if it comes down to the ROE or I'm going to die, you're not going to die. You're going to violate the ROE. And you're going to live. Whereas if you're in a competition and you violate the rules, you might get disqualified. Absolutely. But you're not going to die.
1: You're going to get penalized in some sort of way. Yes. Be up by points time, what have you.
0: Uh, As an example, in real life, when you're training for real life, Uh, They train you for barricade shooting. Oh, the barricade. And don't hug the barricade. Stay back a few feet, two, three feet from the barricade. So you lean out, and there's nothing showing to your opponent except the barrel of your gun and your one eyeball. Whereas in competition, you run up to that barricade, you brace yourself on it in whatever way you want, and you lean, and... There's no downside. And if you shave off half a second, well, maybe I'll win that stage. Certainly. So there's different ways to handle the same exact scenario that are totally different operationally or competitively.
1: Absolutely. And, I mean, so regardless of the type of competition, because different competitions have different rules, USPSA, ISPSC, you know... uh, three gun nation, things like that. Each one has different set of rules, mostly due to safety, but some of them are some of them are equipment based. True. So for you know, various reasons there. But at the end of the day, it's a competition. If I put one in the dirt or if I miss the target or whatnot, you're penalized in some way, shape or form. If you put one in the ground or you put one in anywhere besides what you're there operationally to do, there's other ramifications,
0: like death, like death, like lawsuits and
1: prison time. loss your friends, being fired, etc., etc., etc. But then also, additionally, you know, operationally, you have much more stringent um, gear requirements. Ah. Uh, to to a to a degree, you know. It, yes, there there are there are scenarios where you can you can run what you brung, if you will. But you know, for for so, most of the operations, you have department issued weapons. Or
0: or military or whatever. But
1: yeah. for the civilians,
0: they're not governed by that. True. You know. True. A, as as a cop, I wasn't allowed to carry a 45. Yeah, you're right. C- civilians can. You know, they want to carry a forty-four magnum? They're allowed to. I couldn't, and in the military, you couldn't. Correct. So,
1: we were constrained. Yeah, exactly, and that and that I guess yes. is what I'm trying to get at. Yes, absolutely. We were much more restricted. You couldn't walk around with a you know custom tune 90 grain nine millimeter with a pound and a half trigger. Correct. Yep. So, um, you know that that I think is the competitive nature of competition is trying to get an edge, and oh, try Jax. to yes. shave that. Whereas. You're, you might be willing to sacrifice some things like reliability, like safety, right. things like that in a competition where the law could not be held against you and, okay, an accident isn't going to cost you your life or your freedom, whereas operationally, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're not going to take that risk. No, I'm going to shoot the 115 grain ball that I get issued. I'm going to shoot the department-issued Beretta, Glock, Smith & Yes. What have you? I'm going to use the level three or god forbid level four holsters that they're issuing nowadays in some places. You're not gonna use the you know rare earth magnet <laughs> you know holster in a no. duty sense.
0: Actually I wanted to touch on that. <clears throat> in competition, your holster almost totally is designed for speed. Absolutely. Little bit of security to meet whatever requirements of your particular shooting style is <laughs> but pretty much it's based on speed whereas both in the military and the law enforcement i have to be able to literally roll around in the sand fighting an opponent physically for my life and not lose my gun and not have the gun get all clogged up with junk
1: so it won't work yep no, absolutely
0: and and so that they don't, they don't take it away from me yep no. so <clears throat> there's huge differences between the requirements mm-hmm. for your gear between uh, operational and competitive and if all you train for is competition mm-hmm. no certainly I, I, I would... and you're, and you and you're carrying you carrying your race gun but you're carrying it off duty but you're carrying it in a you know regular old holster or whatever type.
1: Yeah, you're not going to shoot as good as you did on the range. Absolutely. Okay. Now, I'm glad you brought that one up because in my experience with competitions, a lot of the a lot of the widgets that are being sold to competitors mm-hmm. are trying to overcome some sort of a training limitation, okay. if you will. That rare earth magnet holster yep. that, you know, shaves a fraction of a second off if you sat there and trained with that department issue holster a little bit more, you dry-fired a few times a week or whatnot, I bet mm. you, and I've got some statistics to break back this up, that I bet you if you brought a department issue belt and you trained with it regularly, that you could beat the brakes off somebody with a race rig who only trains a couple of times a month or a quarter mm. or what have you. Actually, I can
0: testify to that.
1: Certainly, so can I.
0: <laughs> so uh, both myself and Rick, the owner of aggressive defensive solutions, yep. uh, we were plank holders that formed our department's competitive pistol team in the 90s. okay And our mindset was that we were doing competition to become better gunfighters on the street. Mm-hmm. So every competition we did, everybody on the team, you wore your duty gear with your duty holster and your duty weapon. And we competed head-to-head with some of the best shooters in the East Coast. We didn't always win, but some of us did win, and everybody was competitive.
1: Yeah. And you're totally correct. When I first started shooting three gun, when I first met Rick God, back in the late two thousands, mm-hmm. um, I was shooting a pump action shotgun. Yep. In three gun, I was beating the brakes off some dudes with semi auto. Why? Because I was Practice. great at running. And, yes. I was great at running a pump gun. I ran a forty five mm-hmm. back in the beginning. I was beating people with a race gun nine millimeters. Why? I only had one gun, so I shot it really yep. freaking well. So, yeah, absolutely. Training can overcome a lot of that, but a lot of the competition widgets, in my opinion, I... are designed to overcome training limitations and to try to give you that competitive edge by a mechanical means. Practice. Practice is what you need. Absolutely. D- don't buy a
0: new holster. Don't buy a new gun. Buy more ammo. Absolutely. Go out and shoot the ammo.
1: Do more dry fire, certainly. Right. <laughs> I... Hmm.
0: i trying to think if I should say this. <laughs> Alright, go for it. So we started the pistol team in the nineties. Okay. And uh, one of the ways I became good was dry firing at home. So I'd stand in the living room watching TV with my gun belt on and an unloaded gun, and every time I appear on TV I'd shoot him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Poor. That's how I got good. Yeah, I he know. was on TV all the time that's fine yeah no uh, all, all good there but uh, so so, maybe. so pick your least favorite politician <laughs> and dry fire oh yes all right so that is you know your uh, your 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 tip of the day for operational and competitive shooting and dry fire against somebody on TV probably not gonna get pulled from iTunes <laughs> maybe maybe not we'll see. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, you're right. Dry fire, you know, and, you know, everything like that. You know, repetition makes you better and is not going to be overcome by gear limitations. No, and then dry firing is probably the single
0: biggest ignored uh, training method. It's free. It gets free, and you can do it at home. Yeah. And uh, it's easy. And, if, you know, if you want to get funky gear and you want to get one of the little, you know, laser...
1: Targets. Yeah, the laser lights and stuff like that. Certainly. Go for yeah. it. Yeah, absolutely. But you don't need it. No, certainly. But I mean, you know, at the same time, you know, just to get back to you know, the difference between competitive and operational shooting, whether it's defensive, offensive, police, military, contractor, what have you. Again, getting back to the gear side is you know, hey, what what level of reliability are you willing to accept at a competition versus out on the streets?
0: Out on the streets, you bet betting your
1: life on it. Absolutely. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. If... If I lose it, a stage, I lose a stage. I don't go home with a trophy. Yeah. and... If I lose that fight at the 7-Eleven or, you know...
0: I, I have been in foot pursuits, and I have observed a number of foot pursuits where the officer's gun fell out of the holster during the foot pursuit because it was a bad design at the time. And I have caught... Armed bad guys, and put my hand on my gun, and it was not there. And had to take them into custody with my two-inch 38 ankle gun.
1: <laughs> that's a that's a whole other topic about you know bringing up uh, yeah, it is, backup it weapons of some sort. But uh, no, I, I absolutely valid points there. But uh, any other any other thoughts to difference between operational and competitive shooting? I think we covered a lot of it. We have. I, uh, I, I know we haven't covered all of it, but, no. you know, big, big sticking points that I know you and I have visited time and time again. I, I, I think we got I think, that I think we got well. all of them. And,
0: you know, f- for those who compete a lot, there's something called training scars.
1: Absolutely. You're right. That's a good point.
0: And <clears throat> you've shot competition so much that perhaps you're used to leaning around the barricade. And that can get you killed in the real world. Yep. So. as soon as you're done shooting, unload, show, clear. Yes. There's things you do in competition that can get you killed on the street. And you need to recognize them in your mind and either change the way you do it or reinforce your thinking that, God forbid I get in something in the real
1: world, I won't do it that way. Absolutely. And I guess my final thought that I would go with is, you know, hey, it is not it is not black or white. It is not operational shooting or competitive oh, shooting. No, no, not at all. It can be both. There right. are some, there are some cross-pollination. Oh, A lot of overlap. Yes. That competitive shooting, you know, especially the way we run matches, second Saturday and things like that, is much more operationally real-world focused. Correct. It is not as focused on the rules outside of those needed for safety, um, but it is it is much more gear neutral. I agree. Yep. Um, but no, absolutely, appreciate, uh appreciate that. and uh, Never mind what Mac has on the um, Thank you again for tuning in. If uh, your feelings didn't get hurt.
0: If I had um, anything real, I'd be dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that being said, until next time, have a good one. Break. God. <laughs> I asked if I could say it. You said go for it. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? They don't post it online?